Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network with Chris Schubert howdy. floating around howdy, here howdy. on a Wednesday episode of the show. We're brought to you by Bet Online. And as sad as it is that football is over for this season, basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. They have hockey, boxing, and UFC. Even those Vegas casino games, BetOnline is truly your number one online wagering destination. And BetOnline is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Wednesday to you. You want to know how great BetOnline is? How great you can you can go there right now and place a bet with a spread for the Hall of Fame game next year. Oh my God! Right now, it's Jacksonville and who? Okay, Raiders. The Raiders. Who you got? <laughs> You're kidding me. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the spread is? Raiders plus two. It's uh, Raiders minus one, actually. Oh, okay. So, All right. If you figure those young guys with the Jaguars are going to be hungry. Yeah. And over under is 33 and a half. So I, okay. I digress. Under. 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 Uh, that, that That's enough looking forward because we really need yeah. to, to reflect on what happened yesterday on the show, if we're being honest, because yesterday was something. There, there's some stuff that went down. Uh, and thanks to Chris, we have, um, I'm trying to master the way that the, the screens are reflected now. So I'm going to say it's down here. Aaron Rodgers is our first talking point here on draft dudes, uh, because Aaron Rodgers, it was announced that he is going to be returning and confirmed by Aaron himself on social media, uh, to the Packers for this upcoming season. And beyond, although there is still this great big mystery about what the contract situation is, because Rappaport reported it was four years for $200 million. And then Pat McAfee was like, well, actually, my sources, and we know who Pat's source is, says that's incorrect. And then Aaron came out and publicly disputed the contract claim, but said, yes, I will be back for a year. What is it, 18 in Green Bay? So yep. Aaron's back. Aaron is back. With the Pat. And- Nobody is happier than Aaron Rodgers for us to be talking about him today as we lead off the conversation, mm. as it's just felt like through every major NFL event over the last year, it's always been Aaron Rodgers finding a way for it to come back to him. And uh, sidling. yeah, the guy's, a, the guy's petty and that guy likes the people talking about him. Um, you know, it's interesting, man, like back-to-back NFL MVP – you feel like they're a contender every year. I mean, there's a lot to like about that situation with Green Bay. I guess the question is, was it time? You know, was it time to move on? You kind of set yourself up for this. 
And based on the trade terms that we saw for Russell Wilson, which we'll get to, you wonder yeah, if Green Bay kind of missed an opportunity here to get a King's ransom in exchange for Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, who knows how much longer he's going to play. And and certainly they're going to go, they're going to go to the playoffs. They're probably going to go deep into the playoffs, but is this all for not if there's not a Super Bowl championship at the end of this at some point? Um, I think that's a fair question, but I don't think you can put a price on back-to-back MVP with legitimate Super Bowl hopes. I mean, that's why you play the game, right? And for Green Bay, part of the appeal and and how they were able to transition away from Brett was they drafted a quarterback too early instead of too late, and then they wrote it out, and then one went out and the other came in, and it worked out really well. We don't know if Jordan Love's going to do that, but they tried to follow the same formula. But if Jordan's not ready, there's an argument to be made that if he continues to be in-house and Aaron does his thing, when Aaron's done, you can make that transition again. And um, expediting that process in the name of a couple of draft picks, I mean, who... I'll ask it this way. Who are the Packers going to lose out on that they otherwise could not have because of Aaron's return? Well, I, I think it's impossible. They found a way to franchise tag Devontae Adams yesterday. Well, I mean, they're gonna, they'd are gonna they miss out on the additional young players to jumpstart the, the next phase of Packers football. And whatever but you don't know if additional because they're, they're draft picks. You, you don't. You, you. I'm not saying they made a bad move. I'm just saying it's a worth. It's a worthwhile question to entertain. Sure. You know, is sure. did they miss their opportunity here with as much, as much drama that he's caused over the last couple of seasons? And, and certainly, there's a, there's a, a cap commitment now that exists to Aaron Rodgers that can't go to other players, right? Like they they did miss out on on other players and maybe they're, they're completely satisfied with that because they do have Aaron Rodgers who has obviously helped overcome a lot of issues on that roster. I think what's fun now is to speculate on Jordan Love. I think there is a path to him staying, right? And and you know, we don't know how long Aaron Rodgers is going to keep playing there and they could still have that same succession in place with Jordan Love, but is this where they go to the other side of it and say, "Well, we couldn't really get anything done with trading Aaron Rodgers because he wants to be here and we want that more than anything. But what is available on the trade market for Jordan Love, which I think is rooted in answering this question, where does Jordan Love rank amongst the quarterbacks that are going to be available in the 2022 NFL draft? And if it's a third-round pick or a second-round pick, would you rather invest that second-round pick or that third-round pick into Jordan Love, or would you rather trade back into the first round for insert quarterback or draft insert quarterback in the second round? And I saw if people aren't watching on YouTube, you you put up the number one there, which would be my indication that you think Jordan Love would be QB1 out of this group. Sure, I think so. He's still young. Um, he has not been – so many young quarterbacks that are first-round picks that go into situations. First of all, he went into a good situation with the exception yeah. of the presence of Aaron and the dynamics of Aaron and that impact on Jordan being the quarterback that was drafted presumably to replace him. So many of them struggle because they go into situations where they're not ready to play and then they play and they develop bad habits. Do you think Jordan Love's got any bad habits from too much playing time before he's ready to play right now? <laughs> nope. Right, because he's not playing. He played. He started one game and he was 
okay. And, you know, I think you knew when you were drafting Jordan Love based on what his starting point was at Utah State that he was going to be a project and he was going to require TLC. And and I'm not ready to push the panic button on Jordan Love right now, but I think Malik Willis is the only quarterback that has an argument for having better tools. And ironically, my comp for Malik Willis is Jordan Love with rocket shoes. He's a guy who's a faster, faster athlete, yeah. more dynamic. So the the in conditions in which both of those players played was restrictive to both of them as far as their growth at the college level. Jordan at Utah State and Malik at Liberty as far as what they had around them and their ability to execute at a high level. Uh, they both have cannons for arms. They both throw very successfully off platform. They're both mobile players. Jordan's a good athlete. He's just not whatever we think Malik is, and he's been reported with a laser time at Auburn his sophomore year around a 4-3. So, but Malik, I mean, at least for Jordan, you have two years of seasoning behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and none of the negative muscle memory reps for, for playing prematurely and being put in a bad environment. So that for me is kind of the tiebreaker. Um, but yeah, I... If I'm Green Bay, I'm not giving them away, and I'm not even really entertaining it unless you make it worth my while. You know, there, there's no rush with this kid on a rookie contract to move him and take on dead cap. I'm not. Does I'm a, not giving him away anything less than. Go ahead. I was going to say, does a, as a mid second round pick from Pittsburgh get it done? Just hypothetically, I think the only way that, the only way that gets that done if internally inside that building they think he's not going to beat. Yeah. And they should have a decent I mean, amount of information to to have a feel, yes. right? Yes, they should. So, I mean, if if they do, I think that tells you quite a bit. But, you know, some players make a jump in year two. Some players make a jump in year three. Some players, they mm-hmm. need to play before they start to make a jump and get into a rhythm. Like, it's really hard to say. I'm sure they internally have a feel on what way Jordan's going to go. Um, but, yeah, I'm not super incentivized to move him if I'm Green Bay right now even with Aaron coming back. Well, the Seattle Seahawks felt incentive incentivized to, uh, to trade Russell Wilson and cut, and cut Bobby Wagner on the same day, brother. That's a tough day, but I, I will say, I remember the day that the bills cut Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith on the same day. So th- they this happens, right? Day. Same day, brother. The same day you, oh, you're was, scrolling, you're scrolling BS. You're, you're scrolling ESPN back in whatever year it was, 2001 or something like that. And, and, you know, that's before social media is popping, right? This is You sat there and watched that damn ticker to get every piece of news you can get, and all of a sudden you see ESPN, Buffalo Bills release, Andre Reid, Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, and then you just die, you know? Well, and it's like because the ticker <laughs> scrolls from right to left, right, you see the first yeah. name and it's Andre Reed. I'm like, oh, no, that sucks. And then it's Thurman Thomas is the name behind him that's coming into the screen. You're like, this can't get any worse. And then yes, <laughs> it's it Bruce. Oh, I'm, oh. I'm, sad you, I'm sad you had to live that experience, but I'm glad that you shared it here on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. And, and, oh, by the way, Russell or uh, – DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are reportedly available for the right price. They blew it up, brother. We talked about this, right? When we went through Levy Grail and all our other conversations, it was clarity on your direction. And they chose Pete Carroll at 70 years old and a rebuild over, you know, Russell Wilson and those pieces. Couldn't be me. 
but um, right. they got a lot in return, and this is obviously their direction, and I'm glad that they do have a direction. It, how do, If you had to rank what they got for Russ, it was two ones, two twos, one of the twos this year. They kept the other two that they have this year, the late one. Um, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Drew Locke, and a five for Russ and a four. Rated out of one I, to ten. How how good does Seattle do? Ten being perfect. Yeah, like wow, you absolutely fleeced them. What idiots the Broncos are, and one okay. being you. What idiots you are. How is okay. how is that an acceptable return? I call it. I call it a seven and a half. So I think they did pretty good, but the fact that there wasn't a third one. That kind of bothers me a lot. And so we heard what this we heard what this team was offered from another NFC team last year. We heard Washington which, offered three ones this year. And I, I get it. Like Russ has a no trade clause, right? So he he reportedly yeah. shot down both the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I would have like I said, I would have wanted the third one. Noah Fant somewhat offsets that, but I would have kind of expected Noah Fant to be part of the deal anyways. Right. So they didn't. I don't think they. It was like, is it Cushionberry? Is it Fan? Who are they going to get? Well, Fan ends up being one of the guys. Here's where I really take exception with it, though. They gave up two ones for Jamal Adams. (laughs) Hey, Chris. Hi, Hi, Chris. Chris. So, like, when you look at this deal overall, I would give it like a four. Ooh, oh, you're really tanking it. Wow. No, but but I, this is the power of the no trade clause. That was the number I was yes, going to give it, Kyle. I was going to come in and put up a four because that's where I'm at. I don't think they did very well here. And again, compared yeah, to what I they mean, got for Jamal Adams, they got. I mean, they gave up more for Jamal Adams than they got for Russell Wilson. They gave up two ones. Well, don't forget the players. I think the players are and, and the two twos reasonable. They gave up a player in the Jamal Adams trade too. Yeah, who'd they send back? That the weird safety. defensive back. Yeah, what's his the name? Safety. McDonald. Yes, yeah, Bradley McDougal. Bradley McDougal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, that's yeah. who they sent back in that yeah. trade. Yes. Bing bong. So, yeah, it's the power of the no trade clause. I think that that's that's understandable why they were kind of limited, but like. I think I saw Ben Albright said this Denver still has five picks in the top 125 after the mm. trade. Still. And they have cap space too. They're what are they, go sign Bobby Wagner. Gonna be fun. Yeah, imagine replacing um what's his name? The the Iowa linebacker, Josie Duel. Josie imagine Jewel. replacing Josie Duel with Bobby Wagner. Now they too. got the money. They got the money. Do it. 64, 75, 96, 113, and 114 are the picks that wow. Denver has in the draft. And I wow. saw this po- I saw this point made on Twitter. It's such a good point. They got a two and a three for Von Miller, which allowed them to soften the blow of what they gave up to Seattle here. And they can just go and re-sign Von Miller if they want. Could right. you and, imagine? And Von's ready to come back, too. And Von wow. wants to come back. He posted it on Twitter like two days ago. <laughs> Wow. So who who you wanna you wanna adjust your grade here of a seven and a half, Joe? Do you want to change your 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 grade yeah. here a little come bit? Come on down. Come on you down come into down. the mud with us. Because they had more you to give. Come to a four. They had more to right. give. 
Right. You could have sat there and made them twist in the wind, but literally it was oh, just I like would've. Denver was like, please, Aaron, please, Aaron, please, Aaron. And Aaron's like, nah, I'm going back to Green Bay. And they were like, Seattle? And they're like, sure, <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Like, how is it this far behind? I would have made them twist in the wind a little bit. I would have got them real close to the start of the league calendar year. Hope they panic. Give me that extra two this year. Tell you what, you keep Shelby Harris. Right. What a weird picks. piece to want back. Right, because even if you don't want, even if even if you don't want to invest the draft picks, you can get a better player for a two than Shelby Harris. And that's no disrespect to Shelby Harris. He's a really good interior defensive lineman. But you see so some of the players that go at. for twos. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Just, just for just for housekeeping purposes, with Russell Wilson on the Broncos, according to OverTheCap.com, twenty-six point two million dollars in cap space for a Denver Bronco team that just Jesus. traded for Russell Wilson. He's on the books here. I'm looking at him on the books. Sign Von Miller, sign Bobby Wagner, and go compete in the AFC. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line, it's not self help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counselings and financial aid is available. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can check out the testimonials posted daily on their site. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash draft dudes. Join one over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash draft dudes. So let, let's talk about the ramifications of, of the draft with this. Now Seattle is sitting at nine. They have two top 50 picks. Quarterback, not necessarily has to be a quarterback spot. You know, with them kind of, they, well, first of all, they have multiple first-round picks in 2023. We know that's a better class with C.J. Stroud out there on the horizon, and everybody's going to be gunning for him. Um, they'll probably have pick of the litter, you would presume, unless Carolina jumps on one. Um, <laughs> or, or Detroit. Let's so, not sleep on Detroit. Yeah, I know, and I saw some of the buzz on that. I just have a hard time wrapping my head around that. And number two... In this draft, he's your guy. When you he's got another guy. first round pick, and you've got one of the first two picks in the second round, if you want a quarterback, come up from thirty-two and package some of that extra picks that you have. Don't compromise the value of number two, and just draft your guy just because he's your guy. There's no competition there for that. That'd be silly to me. All right. So as we talk about how this affects the landscape of the draft, first of all, Kyle. Yeah. Do we really trust Seattle to maximize the ability to pick players here? Trade the same down. team. I mean, dude, have you seen these picks they're making, man? Trade down. <laughs> now, let's be fair. The Jordan the Jordan Brooks pick was a lot better than I think a lot of us thought it was going to be. And they had a very clear vision for him as a player. Rashad Penny looked good when he got time this year. And I I 
did not like the Rashad Penny pick at all. And they paid Chris Carson. So they should not like either, either Rashad Penny was going to be the guy and you don't pay Chris Carson or you don't pick Rashad Penny when you had all those backs in backfield. So like it's bad process, but at the very least, he looks like a talented player. He's had a couple productive games. LJ Collier's a bit of a flop. Okay. I can, I can see that. Um, Dwayne Eskridge. Good pick. No, I don't know, man. I don't know about this team and draft capital. Well, that's what's scary, right? Is it's like they they pushed all their chips into the rebuild basket, and they're like, "Well, back in 2010 and 2011, we crushed the draft." It's like, yeah, okay, do it again you, for sure. And then you got then you and then you got an ultimate outlier in Russ in the full, third or fourth round. Yeah, you they should really go into the next two formula? drafts, man. Yeah, get Russ, Bobby Wagner, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, yeah, just find all in the draft again. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, that's normal. That's terrifying. That's what that is. AFC West is going to be wild. Imagine having Derek Carr and him being the worst quarterback in the division. It's the best quarterback Derek, division Derek in the like NFL. A, Derek, Derek Carr is like a top 12 quarterback in the league. Right, right. But the worst and quarterback the worst in the AFC the West. Imagine. Jeez, man. It's crazy. So dumb. So dumb. That division is franchise going to beat tags? up on themselves. Yeah, franchise. we got to get to franchise tags. And how do we not start with Cam Robinson? Double dipped. They re-tagged him. What on earth? That's a 20% boost, right? It's 20%? Yeah. yeah. It's either 15 or 20, I think. Brother. So he, he was $16.6 million last year on the tag. Which means, like, you're talking about $20 million for Cam Robinson in a one-year contract. Guess you're out on Toronto Armstead, huh? <laughs> you. At least you are. Yeah, you are. Um, I think the the fun conversation to have is, you know, is this a situation where we think this is a signal that Aiden Hutchinson or somebody else is in play at number one overall? Let's go. Let's get Might be, brother. (laughs) Might be. Might be. play all over Um, the front. Why not, right? Well, the other side of the coin here is, is does it mean anything about their, their efforts to find more offensive tackle help because you know it's only a one-year thing for cam maybe they think there's some positional flexibility there maybe they're not happy with Juwan taylor at right tackle i don't think it completely shuts the door but it certainly opens my eyes to having a conversation about other options besides offensive tackle for jacksonville yeah yeah i think it i think it i think it says more about the free agent plan than the draft plan right because evan neal once upon a time played guard for alabama Mm -hmm. so no, there's no reason why I don't think you couldn't have Cam and Evan Neal serve on the same offensive line, and then really, oh, well, maybe they're maybe they're looking at you know what their expected run is on interior offensive linemen, and they're not liking what's going to be available there for them. I know they drafted Walker Little in the second round last year, and it seems like the team likes them. I know they made a coaching change, but so I don't know that it necessarily blows up number one overall pick. But I certainly think it blows up the smoke that they were going to be hot and heavy on Toronto Armstead. Because you just paid $20 million to one tackle. I don't think you're going to pay another 20, probably no. 22 million to another one. No. Well, and they have, you know, Andrew Norwell's a free agent for them at left guard as well. I think AJ can as well. So this offensive line is going to look a little different here. Yeah. I, I still think either one of the two tackles is in, in play at number one because I think they could both play inside early on in their career. Had a couple of tight ends get the tag. Dalton Schultz, Mike Gusecki. I think and, you have more uh, to say David here Joker. than I do. 
Oh, David and Joku as well. Because the value's there. It's like ten million, right? It took over ten million to yeah, to tag a tight end. It's a no brainer. Right when Johnny Smith's getting twelve and a half. Yeah, you take these guys for under eleven. Yeah, I think the real interesting thing is is if Gasecki is going to file a um, request in arbitration on him being a wide receiver instead of a Ooh, tight end. What what's the chances of that happening? I don't know, but I can tell you the difference in money is seven million dollars, and I can tell yeah. you that Mike played Mike played thirteen percent of his snaps in line last year. Can mm-hmm. I add some? Can I add some context to this? Because we actually talked about this on the TD and Fantasy podcast yesterday. Um, sure, Cooper Chris. Cup, Cooper Cup played more in the slot than Mike Jacecki did last year, just on a percentage snap basis in terms of where they were aligned on the field. Um, and do you mean that a, the other way around? No, Cup. Do you spent mean Mike more, played more than Cooper? No, Cooper played more in the slot than Jacecki did. Okay. Um, so Jacecki was more outside. I think was the point of what that person was saying. Oh, and then, yeah, 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 yeah. And then there was a breakdown of where um, the alignment was for Jacecki, and it was broken down all over the place because he came out of the backfield. He was doing all all the other, other things. But the point we made on the show that with all of the information we have about the way Mike was used last year, we think that he has a better case than Jimmy Graham did way back when when we yeah. first started this conversation. And so if yeah. if Jacecki doesn't get it, nobody's going to get it. Because this is the, I think this is the example of a player who could win this battle, and if he doesn't, you should just never try because you're just not going to win the battle. I think Miami has a very large trump card with a new coaching staff because they will say that's fine how you were used, mm. but we're going to use you as a tight end. Our intentions are for you to be in the backfield and be in line and. Oh, be in, in that H-back role as compared to, I think he played 20-something percent of his snaps. Uh, it was like 53% of his snaps in the slot, 25% of his snaps like on the backside of a three-by-one or something like that on the boundary, and then 15% in line with like a handful of percentage points in the backfield. So, I mean, you would think... The math is going to point that way, but he's classified as a tight end. And the I think the Dolphins organization can always make the argument of, well, we use a lot of 21 and 12, and we're going to plan on using you closer to the box. So it'll be that's a fascinating layer. But we also had Chris Godwin and Devontae yep. Adams at wide receiver get the tag. Meanwhile, Mike um, Williams signs for 20 million a season. Right, three three for sixty with forty million guaranteed. Um, wasn't there? There was uh, Jesse Bates, Chris, not looking good for your um, your Bill Bar bet. Jesse Bates franchise if, tag thirteen mil. Nope. If they work out an extension, it all counts the same. So just give it time. They're right. going to work but out a long term extension. We're good. He's still going to have to get up over seventeen. Was <laughs> so. there um, anybody else that got the tag? Probably in that fan base is yelling at us right now. Harold Landry got the bag. He didn't get the tag. He got yeah. the bag. Yeah. I kind of thought he would get more. I thought that was a good deal for I Tennessee. Was, yeah. It and it ended up being like five for 87, 83, something like that. Yeah. What? What's that per year? I mean, I mean, it's, it's not what Trey Flowers got. It's what Trey Flowers got three years ago. It's five for 87 and a half with 52 and a half million guaranteed. Yeah. They, they, it's a good deal for Tennessee. A deal for Tennessee. Yeah. Right. 
Maybe and this guy to compliment. We're gonna have to compliment Mello on the staff call right have, now. You know, we don't have to do that if he listens to the end of the draft, dudes. He can <laughs> he can catch that for himself, but we'll, we'll hold off. Yeah, we'll hold off. It'll be a I, I will say this is it's been a minute since Tennessee's paid a draft pick, though. You know, they had like Henry and uh, Bayard and Luan, but who? What other draft picks have they paid? Cutting these guys left and right. Corey Davis walks. Adoree Jackson's cut. Isaiah Wilson. You know, God just can't. Rashawn Evans is going to walk this year, throwing. man. Throwing dirt right on, right on him. Said one nice thing. He's got to follow it up with five bad things. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Tomorrow we're going to be pre- uh, previewing free agency, which tampering period starts on Monday or Tuesday or uh, Sunday. See, next Sunday week or Monday starts next tampering. week. Yeah, next yeah. week. Well, it uh, officially opens midweek next week, and then there's the legal tampering <laughs> period in which the news cycle is going to absolutely blow up. So we want to like make Monday sure we noon. prime it. God bless it. That's going to be a fun staff call. Or it's, it's going to be a wreck. It's going to be a wreck. Yeah, it's going yeah. to it's going to be a hot mess. So the league tampering period starts on March 14th at 12 p.m., which is exactly when our staff call starts on Monday. So whatever work we had planned for that staff meeting ain't just, happening. Just move it, uh, and then just free get your agency, popcorn. It officially begins on the 16th at 4 p.m. So you have that run up where you know expected to sign or are currently talking to tweets are going to come out from Rappaport and Schefter and all those guys. And then on the 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern is when the deals can officially be signed. You're going to have a good ass time. So make sure you plan accordingly. I know we, um, we are very much looking forward to it. We're going to prime free agency for you tomorrow before it takes on takes to close the week. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks to our friends over Bet Online, And thank you for listening in or watching Draft Dudes. Make it a good one. And we will talk with you guys again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.